This is I only like their old stuff. Episode forty-one, Okra Joke. Are we completely disregarding the fact that Miss is here too? Those of you that don't know, Miss is now on in the background. She's going to be the arbiter of any discussion that we need a, a final say on. However, she's also taking show notes. She's the reason why, if you visit our website, I only like their old stuff.com, you've actually got content to look at while you're listening to the podcast. So, welcome, Miss. Hello. There you go. This no, is like the up. producer. Yeah, be quiet now. <laughs> this is like the producer there that we go to, you know, when we need somebody to weigh in. And she'll be a guest, you know, too. <laughs> Sometimes, every once in a while. Delaney has mentioned a couple of things, uh, a couple of uh, ways to... If, if Miss ever, uh, when she chimes in on something, yeah. uh, he suggests we call it uh, a misfire. A misfire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uncle Delaney. Yeah, Uncle Delaney. <coughs> Uncle Jebediah. But speaking of, I heard that uh, making uh, um, his wife Julia number one fan kind of made her day. And uh, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Julia, belated birthday. Her birthday was on uh, Friday. So well, happy- I would like to wish a happy birthday to Miss. Mm. Whose birthday was the same day same as day. Julia, so... How old are Clearly, you? Clearly, uh, 28. How old are you? Don't ask a woman that. Yeah, well, well, at what point am I no longer allowed to ask you how old you are? Are you already, like, lamenting the fact that you're 28? No, I, I don't really feel 28, so do I don't know. How do, what does 28 feel like? Well, what do you feel? I don't... I, it's not I don't 30. feel any older. It's not... I, 30 doesn't scare me. I mean... Everybody gets older. It it makes me feel old when I see how uh, my every birthday my son has makes me feel old. Not my birthdays, his birthdays. Yeah. Much more that. than just my own birthday. Wow. Sure. Yeah, I saw uh, some of your Flickr pictures you put up the other day. Uh, your son, snappy dresser. Might have to yeah. take some tips from him. Yeah, he's got the button-up shirt on and stuff. That's his does, style. Got the how, hair gelled how, up. Does he? He doesn't hate uh, button-down shirts. No, actually, he likes them. He 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 likes to wear them with the shirt underneath. Yeah, he's he's all about the layering. Yeah, preferably a long sleeve, even if it's hot out. He loves the skinny jeans. Um, he doesn't wear shoes with shoelaces. He likes like the Vans. He's got his own little style going on. My Vans got shoelaces. Trendsetter. He says like he likes shoelaces. He's like anti tying his own shoes. So I'm like, well, I don't want to keep tying your shoes. So you get shoes without laces. You get those slip on vans. 
There you go. He knows what he wants. I hated button-down shirts, like, all the way up until I was like... Now you be wearing them all the time. I do wear... Well, I wear the... the I wear a polo. I don't wear a button-down all the way down. You know that button-down actually means that the collar button's down? That it's not, not, not the length of the buttons down to the... It's not yeah. how many buttons you have on your shirt. It's about whether or not the collar button's down. So I could have a button-down t-shirt, theoretically? <laughs> I would think that you would be wearing one of those that doesn't have the collar that has buttons all the way down. It's a Henley, yeah. A Henley. <laughs> yeah, I wear How those. Many of those did you did you wear those a lot back in the day? Back when they were cool. I had like one. I don't know if they were ever cool. I'm not sure they were. <laughs> I had about one or two, and it was always like I'd have to go to church, you know, on Sunday. My family would, you know, they'd be like, "You're going to church," and I'd have that one shirt. Are you talking about like a, an actual collarless T-shirt or a collarless dress shirt? A collarless dress shirt that has buttons all the yeah. way down. I had two or three of those. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> ever. They weren't ever cool. Yeah, it almost looks like a priest collar or something. It's weird, man. It's like I don't know. It's, it's like, like a short collar. Like I mean, it buttons all the way up to the neck, but it just doesn't oh. have a to tie on. It's like stiff. No, it, you would know it. It was popular, like. Early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, maybe Something like that. It's like one of those that didn't really have a decade to fit in because yeah. it doesn't fit anywhere. <laughs> you can still get them. You can still, <laughs> you can still find them. Yeah, you can still find them. Lopo actually works at a job where they're allowed to wear that shirt. He said he was going to go out and buy an entire. Why do it says specifically that they're allowed to wear that shirt? Yeah, that they're the, that's the dress code that like they have a dress code handbook it's specific and that to that. Are allowed. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, I see. I just Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. See what we're, what we're well, who, who was Who was the model wearing that? Was it some celebrity? No. What did you Google to find that collarless <laughs> dress shirt? Collarless button-up shirt. There's mm. some old old guys. Yeah. Some young guys. Uh, but I see what you're talking about hey, now. MC Hammer Ooh. used to wear them. He used to wear them all the time. He used to have the baggy ones. Yeah. It, it, it kind of strikes me as something that, like, like David Bowie would wear or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, this 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 fourth picture on the Google Images is the best one. Yeah, that's it right there. The guy with the hands in the pockets? Yeah. <laughs> Put that one up on the shit. Yeah. yeah. Is that sure. a double-pressed pocket, too? I don't know. Anyways. Low pockets. Yeah, he looks kind of Amish, though. So. The website has a survey of collarless button-down <laughs> collarless dress shirts. What do you prefer? You need to just put that website on the uh, on the show. We just need to make a website, collarlessdressshirts dot com, since everybody <laughs> else has got they've got all these specific sites for all these other things. Yeah, I just went to some site that was like girls eating a sandwich the other day, and it was just photos of girls eating sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it was just somebody put it on Twitter, and I was just like, really. There's a site for this? Really? That's stupid. I gotta check it out. I have one more page. One more page. <laughs> I'm sure they got a $5 million book deal, too, out of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, welcome to episode 41, Collarless Dress Shirts. I thought we were going to call it Okra Jokes. <laughs> all right. We all up in the housekeeping section of the show now. And number one fan this week, uh, let's go and throw it out to our buddy T-Rob. How about that? Hmm. T-Rob uh, was disappointed that we didn't do our Oscar show live, 
And so obviously he was paying attention to the tweets at least. I don't know if he's been listening to the show regularly, but well, then he won't know he's number one fan. Unless we tweet it, which we might want to do. No. He needs to listen. Uh, Number one hater this week is going out to a previous number one fan. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, wet cardboard box pulled the old I only like their old stuff on me. <laughs> he did do that. I totally. Just, <laughs> totally pulled it on me. I want my hype still out last time four years ago when we did our last show. My hype still out was uh, Ocarina of Rhyme, which is this rap album with the remix beats from Legend of Zelda. And he tweeted and was like, oh, that's old. Yeah. Everybody's on Super Mash Brothers now. Yeah, he said Ocarina Rhymes old stuff, man. You got to get on that Super Mash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Which my hype, I'm gonna, I'm willing to say Ocarina Rhyme is definitely hype, and you should go yeah. get it because it's free. Well, plus the rhyme song and the clip song on there is, are great, really good. Nice. I'll definitely check that. I'm gonna write that down right now. Leave it, leave it to us to make something that I'm sure he wrote with good intentions. Yeah, you know. But fuck you, number one hater. Number one hater. We love you, cardboard box. Whoever you are. Yeah, I. You know, he's my friend on uh, on Xbox Live now. Only I, I, I don't ever play anymore. And sometimes I'll see him sign on, but we don't play the same games. I've never actually talked to him. Well, you know what? He hasn't donated any to our microphone fund, so. Well, speaking of donating, um, Mr. Columbia, Moses Mendoza, previous guest, Mikey, said he donated another dollar. He did donate another dollar. Yeah, we appreciate it. I want to, you know, listeners, check me out. Follow Moses Mendoza on Twitter at... Mr. Columbia, M-I-S-T-E-R-C-O-L-O-M-B-I-A. He's on a he's on a, a, a real kick now that healthcare reform has passed. All of a sudden, his comedic genius. Yeah, he got jokes he, now. He got jokes on Twitter, and he's got this. Um, he's doing a drive. He's trying to get 20 followers by 2020. Yeah, so, you know, we gotta have 20 listeners, and probably eight of those are already following him. So if you're not following Mr. Columbia on Twitter, I don't even care if you don't have Twitter. Create a Twitter account just to follow Mr. Columbia. Ochre jokes. Ochre jokes. Healthcare jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, also, you know, kick us a couple bucks for the microphone fund. We're trying to get to $200. We got about 25 now. Hmm. Um. Two ten dollar donations and then a and bunch a of bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the I only like their old stuff dot com. There's a little link and you can donate whatever you want. So donate a couple bucks if you like the show and we'll get some better microphones and we'll sound even better. How about that? Even less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So well, let's roll into the show. We've got a great one lined up for you tonight, folks. Before we get out of housekeeping, okay. The reason that we didn't record last week is because I went out of town for a week. You just ruined my segue, but go ahead. Oh shit! No, well, no, obviously. Well, this sounds like part of the main show. <laughs> Why do you <laughs> like? Well, while we're still doing housekeeping, I have a topic to talk about, which is <laughs> we do in the main section of the show. We talk about topics, so. I wasn't really gonna uh, see. I wasn't planning on talking about it too much, which is I just assumed that you didn't want to hear any stories. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's not about me. 
But I just let me say, okay, so Groove goes off to Ocracoke Island, which is this island off the coast of North Carolina, which I've been to. It's a cool place, very unique. And uh, going out there, we he talked about it before, with the hype still out before, but going out there to you know for for his education stuff, all <laughs> that sort of stuff. And uh, he talks to me the night, like two nights before he leaves, and he's like, "Oh man, not, you know, I'm going to this island. I don't know what to think about it." I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's like, you know, a long way off the shore." He's like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man." Now, it's now, like, time out before you go any further. The only islands that I've ever been to are Polly's Island, which is swimmable to the mainland, which is not an island when the tide is out, right? And then Manhattan. Yeah, so bridges. <laughs> bridges. He's yeah. like, yeah. Well, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. And I'm like, yeah, it's like it takes like an hour and a half to get there by by uh, ferry. What? Yeah. No, I, I thought you could like see the shore from the island. I'm like, no, it's like 20 miles. Let me look it up. Yeah, it's there. It's 25 miles off the coast of North Carolina. No. He just like he, I can just hear his anxiety just boiling. Just. Oh, well, I got off the phone because I had to take another call, and then I'll call you back, and you're like. Well, in the meantime, I've done some research, and it looks like you're going to be 25 miles off the coast. You're not going to be able to see the mainland, and the island itself is 10 square miles. Yeah. <laughs> I shit myself. Yeah, it's a group saying he's going to the Survivor Island or something. The Lost Island. Yeah, the Lost Island. Uh... And, and, and so, hearing my anxiety, what does Jigga do? But what it comes natural to him, which is exacerbate the situation. He says, dude, what happens if all the boats sink? And I, I that thought, that that sounded like yeah. a reasonable thing to think about. I was like, oh, uh, well, what happens if they do sink? Like, what, what if they- you're out there and something really, like a huge disaster happens back here, and then all the boats never come to the island again, and you're stuck there? The rest of your life. I, I was worried. I'm serious now. I was worried that the zombie apocalypse was going to start. And I was wondering, okay, well, what if the zombie apocalypse starts on Ocracoke Island and I can't get off? And then what happens if it happens on the mainland and we don't find out until it's time to go back? <laughs> yeah, sensible thinking there. <laughs> Probably the first thing you ought to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you never know. I mean, yeah. I guess you do know. I mean, how about that ferry, man? What would you think about the ferry ride? I was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, it, I mean, it was awesome. The the one on the way out there was in the dark. Yeah, uh, it was like maybe forty five degrees, and the wind was blowing real hard because you're out there on on the ocean, and the uh, wind open is seas. Blowing. Yeah, yeah, and um, everybody went up into like the the passenger lounge, which looks like a Greyhound bus station. Yeah. On, and they have a picture of Pardue, who's the governor of North Carolina, and also they have a picture of the Secretary of State, because the ferry is run by the state, and it's a free ferry, whatever. But I'm sitting outside in the cold wind, staring directly up into the sky at the stars. And, you know, it was hype. I had somebody come out and argue with me about which one was Orion Felt. I was right, she was wrong, but she's from Russia, and so the, the stars See, are... I know about that, because I, I did a paper on Orion in, uh, like, middle school. So yeah, that's the it's one not, constellation I can pick out. Thank you. That's exactly the same thing I was going to say. I can't find the Big Dipper. I can't find the North Star. But by God, I know where Orion is. Shoulders, knees, sword, belt. Boom. A, Done. Sword? No, it's an uh, it's a bow. 
bow and arrow. He's got no. He's got a. He's got a scabbard. He's got the thing that holds the sword. Comes down off the belt. I always thought that was a, a quiver of arrows. No. We need miss. Ryan does not use the <laughs> bow and arrow. Okay, he uses a sword. All right. Bow and arrow. Trust me. Bow and arrow. You can see it um, by the three, the three uh, stars that make up his belt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's another three that go down from the belt mm-hmm. that's like the scabbard. So. Now, what are you saying? Who says sword and who says arrow? I say that he, Orion has a sword on his belt. He's got and the I sword. And I say he's got a bow and arrow. He's hunting. <sighs> it looks like... Bow and arrow. Looks like a bow and arrow. What? This is, we're wasting too much time we on this. We are wasting time with this. <laughs> Losing, hemorrhaging... Misfire... Well, so, so yeah, so I go out there and I, you know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. Ultimately, I share a room with two professors, um, who, you know, kind of hold my future in the palm of their hand. And it was really kind of awkward the first day or two sleeping on a cot in the room. They've got two beds, you know, three guys sharing a bathroom pretty, you know, it's, it's kind of like a sitcom material. Yeah, and, uh, we're teaching in the middle school. Ocracoke has the smallest public school in North Carolina. 125 students uh, enrolled in a K through 12 school. There was only seven in the eighth grade class that we taught, uh, but it was really cool. I mean, it's it was really cool to be there in the off season. I didn't realize how much of the island is devoted to tourism. Yeah, and there was only like one restaurant open. Well, there were two restaurant restaurants open. One for breakfast and dinner. The other the other one for lunch and dinner. And, um, yeah, I, I, it was cool. It was cool. And on the, on the drive back, I'm driving the professor's car and, and, and he drove off the outer banks. So he drove through Hatteras and everything. And he was going like 20 over the speed limit, passing cars on the oncoming lane, that kind of stuff. We get on the mainland, we switch seats. I start driving five minutes later, I get a speeding ticket. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Wow. And he, I mean, I got over it real quick, you know, I was like, whatever. I even told the, the cop, you know, I was like, uh, driving my boss's car, he's sitting right here, you know, ha, 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 And the cop's yeah. like, all right, well, here's your ticket. <laughs> you can mail that in. Oh, man, yeah, you don't want to drive all the way out there. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to court. Yeah, it sucks, though. Uh it was cool, though. You know, we got to meet and hang out with all the people that were on the uh, the documentaries that my department have made, and that was kind of cool. Like, I felt like I was, I mean, obviously not really, but I was kind of like meeting celebrities. I mean, there's celebrities to me, and the fact that I've seen these documentaries over and over and over again, you know, and we're using the documentaries to teach the class and that kind of stuff, and 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 then the next night, what do you know, I'm sitting down eating dinner with them, you know, and they're telling, telling us stories about... Um, what it was like growing up on the island, you know, 50 years ago, and the kids would bring their shotguns to class because they wanted to go hunting after school, and like just a pile of shotguns, loaded shotguns on the piano in the classroom, stuff like that. I mean, it's a it's it's a part of North Carolina, but it's so isolated that it's kind of got its own thing going. You know? Yeah, it's a cool place. If you look it up, it's Ocracoke Island. We'll put get a get miss put a link in the show notes to the Wikipedia article about it. It's a pretty cool place. Um, it's a neat... I don't know, that whole area is pretty cool. So, Outer Banks. 
So what, Groove? What are you doing? You're not paying attention. I, I just <laughs> not paying attention at all. I just got proven wrong. Orion. <laughs> He's he does have. Okay, you guys are talking about Orion, but you're right, Joey. He does have a sword on his belt, but he also has things in his hands. What well, the, the thing? Era. No, the thing he, on his no. Belt he is has a snap- club. He has a club and a shield in his hands. Well, this has got his hand up the butt of a lion on the picture <laughs> I'm looking at, so I don't even know how accurate any of this is. So. <laughs> Not really sure where the lion comes in. But. Well, moving right along. Yeah. Well, so, all right, well, next next thing. Are you ready to get out of the housekeeping now? <laughs> yeah. You got. What do you want to hit up next? Um, let's talk about the NCAA uh, sports that are happening in March that have already happened that will be happening, continuing to happen. All right. Great segue there. <laughs> I believe the segue was, what do you want to talk about next? Yeah. Well, I've, since you ruined my segue that I had, I was letting <laughs> what you was throw your it segue? Out. Let's hear it. Let's hear <laughs> I don't even know anymore. You just uh-huh. cut me off in the middle of it, so oh. I didn't get to the good part. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Well, March Madness is upon us, and I could give a damn about college basketball, but mm-hmm. I do fill out a bracket every year. So I watch yeah. it, you know, I marginally pay attention to it because I do watch ESPN, and I'll watch a little bit of the games. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually doing pretty good in my bracket, which is surprising because it's like a very strange tournament this year. A lot of, well, a lot of teams losing that were expected to win. Well, you'd think that somebody that doesn't follow college basketball would have just as good a shot at doing well in this bracket. As somebody that does follow college basketball, because nothing has happened as expected. Right. I mean, the only thing that's happened as expected is Kentucky. Right. Most of the people had Duke losing before the Sweet 16. Nobody had Kansas losing. Then all the other shit in between has gone haywire. Uh, my, My national championship game in all three of my brackets that I filled out, Kansas versus Villanova. So, I'm done. Yeah, so you're out. Yeah. Um, so that so that's going on, and then also the other night I watched some of the uh, some of the wrestling tournament. Yeah. Because you're hyped on the on the college wrestling. You were a college wrestler, and I've watched it a little bit with you. And then I watched, turned it on the other night, and it was actually pretty cool. It was so, uh, did- some exciting rounds, some exciting. Uh-huh. I wanted to ask you, you know, I mean, the shame is you saw the second half of the finals. There's 10 weight classes in college wrestling. Joey signs, he, he turns on the TV at the end of the fifth one. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, being that you don't know much about wrestling other than what I've told you and what Speed Eddie's told you, did you find it accessible at all? Sort of. There's a lot of, like, this, a lot of it seems subjected to me. Yeah. Like, they see stuff that I couldn't possibly see from my limited knowledge and the fact that I'm not there looking at it up close. Yeah. Um, as far as the way they hand out the points, I kind of started picking up on some of it, but some of it is just kind of strange the way they score it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's wrestling. You can tell that it's, you know, there's something to, to look at there. (laughs) And when I say it's something to look at, it's a lot of dudes rubbing their balls on each other. (laughs) I know that's the cliche about it, but seriously, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't realize it until I really watched it. And I was like, damn, these guys are getting up close and personal. You know, they made the go to joke during the Olympics was about the two man luge 
but I would say that that college wrestling is even is even closer because you're you're rolling around with your opponents. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty low hanging fruit. And, it is, uh, you and know, it's all right. It's all right. It's it's the go to for everybody that watches it. That's not been a part of it. I actually watched the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the consolation finals, and the finals. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I felt like I knew every you know everything about it. See, that's that's too much. That's a little that's too a, much. That's a, a little much. Even if 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 surf kayaking was on ESPN, I wouldn't watch that much. Well, to be honest with you, by the end of it, I was kind of like, wow, gosh, I've kind of watched a lot of wrestling here. Yeah. It's time to do something else. I mean, I love I love the sport. I think it's, you know, the best sport ever. But I still, by the end of it, was like, Jesus, i watched a lot. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'll be okay until next season, you know. Yeah. But, so, you know, some hype because, the you know, the, the 2012 Olympics are going to have wrestling in it. And we'll be talking about that considering the shit is still on. And uh, so it's a little bit different. It's a lot more subjective with international style wrestling than it is with collegiate style wrestling. So yeah. uh, we'll be prepping you listeners for a big, a big opportunity to watch some international wrestling. Sweet. That's, that's that to look forward to <laughs> in a few years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. Well, I got a question. Yeah. Should I feel grateful that ESPN shows the NCAA finals on their major network on ESPN because I I run into this every year that yeah of course wrestling is a a socially marginalized sport it doesn't carry the clout that you know that football basketball baseball or just about in badminton carries yeah and um and and I I feel when I'm watching it on ESPN like gosh I really should. I should write them a letter. I should write them a thank you letter. For <laughs> thank you letter. And then, and then I'm thinking, well, they're obviously making money on it. You know, they, they wouldn't have it on there unless they were making money on it. But does that does that not make sense? I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned with ESPN's thoughts on that. But maybe you should. I don't know. You care about it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. What? Uh, no, I mean it's it's yeah it's a losing battle. There's no way to. There's no way to get people excited about it, but it is pretty freaking hype to uh, to watch it. And there's sixteen thousand people yeah. in the in there, and so like that's a huge stage for this sport. And to be for somebody that's been involved with wrestling so long, like the fan base, like if you wrestling, even when I was wrestling in college, we'd have like forty people at our dual meet, and yeah. like twenty of those people would be like you, where they wouldn't really understand the the rules. And so it's real hard because when you watch somebody dunk a basketball, you want to cheer, you know, and it's yeah. like, yeah, you, you know, know what just happened. Yeah. And, um, and so it's cool to watch on, say, ESPN or ESPNU and see and be able to hear, like, when, when somebody scores two, to hear 16,000 people cheering. You know, it's like, oh, my God, people actually know what the sport is and they know the, the rules of it. Yeah. So, anyways, let's move on before we bore them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Until I start talking about disc golf or something even worse. So, <laughs> what 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 you got next? What do you got for us next? Well, what else you got to talk? I got some things to talk about, but I don't want to jump into those until you're ready. Well, let me just throw out uh, an historic event that happened this week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we passed healthcare reform. I say we. I didn't. Have we. Any. Yeah, you had a lot to do with it. I didn't the... have too much. To do. I had a little bit to do with it. I went to the. You know, I went to the voting booth. Yeah. I voted in my representatives. Yeah. 
that's some hype. Now, okay, we don't need to talk too much about it because if anybody's interested in it, then they've already probably read any kind of opinion that's out there on the internet, you know? But how about later this afternoon, the internet blows up with this video of Joe Biden introducing the president as he's signing in the bill, you know, and he leans into Obama's ear and says, this is a big fucking deal. And the microphone picks it up. And I've got this one uh, conservative friend who um, is on Twitter, whatever, works for the Senate GOPs and had gone, had ghosted from Twitter after hashtag code red GOP and all these anti healthcare reform bill tweets, all this kind of stuff went silent after the bill passed and then reemerged today to say, um, you know, oh, Mr. Mr. Classy Classerton yeah. and posted a link to this video trying to say that Biden, you know, that this was a gaffe to say big fucking de- this is a big fucking deal, which yeah. it is a big fucking deal. You know, and this is how a lot of adults talk. When it's a big fucking deal, it's a big fucking deal. You say it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, right. And and how soon they, they how, how yes. soon they forget, you know, that just yeah. the two days before they had one of their representatives yell, baby killer. And what, last year, you lie. Yeah. The, you know, and it's a lot of like, respect there. Yeah. 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 yeah but, I love Joe Biden, man. Somebody described him to me uh, or on a tweet as the greatest hype man since Flavor Flav. <laughs> and I tend to agree with that. Like, give that man a clock and let him hype up Obama everywhere, you know. And I'd say just let the man, let the man curse. I don't care. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. It yeah. is a big fucking deal. <laughs> it's a big fucking. I mean, whether you like it or Put not, it it's there. a big fucking deal. Yeah. You know, uh, I will like to say that continuing with our Fox hate, Fox News hate. At the time, the president was signing in the bill. They began to cover the story of all the uh, all the conservatives that are now suing. To try to, <laughs> yeah, try to, to reverse the bill. What a bunch of bullshit. Regardless of your politics, good God, the the cable news networks are just shameful. Yeah, I'm not saying that anybody else is better. I'm just saying that while everybody else was covering the bill being signed, they switch over to well, these guys are suing. Yeah, so, great. I don't know. They're taking a pretty big risk. Um, the, the, the GOP, I'll say that. Cause if people wind up liking this, you know, which isn't a guarantee, but if people wind up liking this and they, all they've done unanimously is go on the record saying we've done everything to kill this. Well, then it doesn't matter once if people do like it, they'll be like, Oh yeah, we supported that. <laughs> so that's just how it works. But I mean, we don't need to get too political on the show yeah, here. I'm done. But, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. It's hype. Big fucking. I, I might be able to get forward to go to the doctor for this cold that's lasted four weeks. If I just wait another six months or however long it is for that first wave <laughs> well, of the thing yeah. to kick in. I don't think the first wave is going to help you, but. Yeah. You know, it might. Well. So, okay. Well, moving right along. I'm done with all my stuff. All right. So, a little update. Uh, I went to that John Mayer show. With my girlfriend, you know, she had said she didn't want to go because of the stuff he had said. And then she decided, well, you know, I want to go. And so we decided to go and we had a great time. Is that it? Is it? What was the, what caused the change? I don't know. I don't really know. I would have to, I I would want her to explain that, but she, I think she just thought about it. And I, I mean, it's sort of the thing where like, well, we've spent the money. Yeah. And. 
I, you know, it wasn't an endorsement of him. I still, I'm not giving him a pass on the things he said. I think it was, you know, stupid at the best, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. My opinion on it is I think he's, I think as cool as he is made out to be, I think deep down he's just kind of this nerdy dude, you know, and I think he was trying to be cool, you know? Yeah. Were you listen? Have you been, are you all caught up on the Bill Simmons podcast? No, I'm not. Okay. Does he talk about there, that? Well, so one of the guests that he had on was talking about Tiger yeah. and John Mayer. Right. And how Tiger has done everything to control and keep his image exactly how he wants it to be. Yeah. And it fucked him. Yeah. And how John Mayer has like done the opposite of like tried to tear his that, image down. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> like being maybe if I'm just completely fucking honest and I don't have any filter in my head, maybe people yeah. will me for being totally honest and they both kind of crumbled under you know each of their sides of the approach to celebrity you know yeah i i just i don't think it's i'm not giving him like i said i'm not giving him any kind of pass on this but like i think he was trying to be cool and i think it no just blew up in his face you know I, I you know i i don't know i don't know the guy so i can't really pass judgment on him you know but um his show was awesome and he did he didn't come out and apologize again because I think it was just like, well, that's happened and I'm not going to talk about it again. Yeah. But he, he did have moments in the show where he was like, everybody can change and you have the, the chance, you know, you have opportunities to change in your life. And You know, that's, I, I've got the album, the live release of, uh, you know, Where the Light Is or whatever. Yeah. And he, he got on a soapbox there too. And like, I'm cool with listening to your music no matter who you are, if you're a musician, but, I don't know. Don't don't. I don't see. I didn't. I didn't really see it as much. I, I I felt like he was coming from a point where like here I'm kind of apologizing without yeah. dragging all that back up again. Okay. But anyway, regardless of that, it doesn't matter what he's you know said during the show or whatever. He, he's really talented, and the show was really fun and just had a good time. Like his backup uh, singers were really great, and his band was great. The drummer was awesome. Yeah. And he put on like a really long show. He played a lot of music, and I'm not a huge John Mayer fan, so I didn't know all the songs, but I recognize a lot of it. Yeah. And I don't know. And my girlfriend was having a really good time. She had a really good time with it, and it was kind of fun just to see her, see somebody, you know, like. She hasn't been to too many concerts, right? No, not a whole lot. And this is like somebody who's like a really, she really likes his music a lot. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool because I've gotten to see some of my favorite bands before. Yeah. So it was cool to witness somebody else seeing one of their favorite musical acts and for like the first time. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, you know, catching little sideways glances at her, and she's like getting into it and stuff. And so did did uh, did he tell you a story with his guitar? Yeah, yeah, he did. He totally did. did. Yeah, yeah. He painted me a picture. He did. Nice. That I will say that his background graphics, his videos and stuff, at times dipped into some Windows ninety five screensaver. Yeah, a little Canadian opening ceremony. Yeah, a little bit like that. I was kind of like, hmm, that looks kind of old. That's old. <laughs> That's old. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He moved around the stage a lot. He um, he brought this girl up. It was like her 16th birthday. Oh, God. And she had a sign up that that was like never been kissed or something. And oh, so he no. brought her up and he like did this whole thing and he kissed her on the cheek and like she was freaking out and like. I don't did know. She, did she say that's a big fucking deal? Yeah, she's like, this is a big fucking deal. I've also never been fucked. <laughs> I, 
I think he, he even he was like before he, he gets live crew tab- on the stage. Now nah, he was like, uh, I don't want this to get in the tabloids. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. It was a good show, and I tell you what, I've we hated on this guy before, but I was really impressed with Michael Franti and Spearhead who opened with him for him. Oh yeah, they opened for him. Yeah, and I told- he had he had time to get on stage afterwards. That's right. We've been down this road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It, still not a huge fan of Michael Franti's music, yeah. but his performance was great. He like came out in the crowd and walked well, around. Yeah, right. If there's somebody to warm up the crowd for you, it's gonna be Michael Franti. Oh man, it was awesome. He came out in the crowd and was like up in the crowd, like getting up deep in the crowd and singing with everybody. And like at the end, he brought like all the kids that were in the audience up on stage and they sang this song and were dancing and stuff. And he was just like he really got the crowd. Primed. Was this stage uh, like raised? Did he have to jump down to get in the crowd? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He had. He. I mean, he walked down the side and he was coming. And I could tell the security dudes were like, "Oh my god, this guy!" Oh shit! Oh, we heard oh. about him. We heard yeah. about him. Yeah, but he was like, yeah, he was like brought people up on stage and let him play his guitar and stuff. And it was just kind of this. I don't know. It was. It was good. I, I kind of like the front man who puts the energy into the show like that and just does yeah. the same thing over and that over. That happened before. I've seen that happen with uh, Robert Randolph. You know him? Yeah, slide guitarist. Yeah, he... Uh, I like that. I like he, he he was playing... Uh, God, it was a couple of years ago I was watching him play. I mean, he has kind of the same set list for every show or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing him several times isn't necessarily... I mean, seeing him once is super cool. But he had... Um, he pulled like five people throughout the show up on the stage to play guitar. Yeah. And like it was really funny cuz the first guy he pulled up could not play guitar. He just he just sent, and he had the he had the John Mayer face as he was trying to play guitar but he was just like playing power chords. Yeah. It was pretty funny. So I don't I don't know. I'm a sucker for that. I I do like when 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 the artist addresses me in the crowd. Yeah. And I like the idea of him pulling people on stage, but I don't like him giving me life lessons. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a line. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a line. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun show. We had a really good time. So I'm, I'm glad we went. And, you know, I hope that John Mayer doesn't get in trouble again. I hope he kind of learned his I'm lesson sure, from this. I hope he did. I hope he did. Sexual napalm, though. Every time I call <laughs> Joey now, he says, What's up, sexual napalm? <laughs> Is it real awkward? Just immediately it's, throw it's you a off. Way for, it's a way for him to get the upper hand in the conversation every single time. What's I've been that? using it on other people, too. I did it to Mitchell the other day. I just, like, immediately it gives me the upper hand in the conversation. Because yeah. it throws the person off balance. I'm going to start answering business calls that way, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw it in there. But, um, yeah, so that happened. And uh, that's all I got, really. Nice. Yeah. You got anything else? Nah. Meh. Nah. Meh. Let's move on to these questions. All right. We're getting into the questions. So uh, what you been listening to, Groove? Uh, Broken Bells. I mentioned it right before in our last podcast. I'd only listened to it once all the way through. Yeah. I've listened to it countless times now, and uh, it's really good. So I recommend going out and getting Broken Bells. James Mercer from The Shins. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, Danger Mouse from Danger Mouse fame. Sweet. So you'll still yeah. listen to that. Uh, I got two things. One's a, an oldie, kind of. Oldie but goodie. Uh, Arcade Fire is not the funeral album, but Neon Bible. I pulled that out the other day and listened to it all the way through. The 
Arcade Fires. It's really their it's sort of their second album. I guess it's kind yeah. of technically their third album or whatever. But um, wasn't too hyped on that album the first time around. Me neither. But going through and listening to it again, it doesn't have the energy of Funeral, but mm-hmm. there's some good stuff in there. It's worth going back and revisiting it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of another good one to just put on while you're doing something else, and you'll, you'll kind of warm up to some of the songs a little more if you listen to it again. So uh, Neon Bible. And I think they're coming out with a new album soon, so I'll be looking forward to that. And the other thing is uh, The Streets. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, all these. Yeah, this is not. This is the newer Streets album, though. The Streets have four albums, and the first two are the two that you and I were really into. Yeah. The second one, really into. Yeah. Um, and I think we've talked about that on the show before. Don't come from free. Check it out. Yeah, the third one was sort of about him becoming popular, and it wasn't as good because it didn't have as much like soul to it. It was kind of like empty, and he, he admitted saying, to that. He was saying himself, "I only like my older stuff." Yeah, well, he he admitted to it later. He was like, "Yeah, it was kind of a throwaway album," but then he on his fourth album, "Everything Is Borrowed." I downloaded that from eMusic a while yeah. back, and it's got a lot more of the sort of. Uh, I don't know the the tracks that I liked off the first two albums. It's got more in the vein of that, so I've been listening to that. Okay, it's, it's what's the cool. title? Everything is borrowed. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he's got a new album coming out soon too. It's going to be his fifth album, and it's going to be the last Streets album. I guess he's going to start recording under his own name again or something. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. What's uh What's your hype? University of Tennessee in the Sweet Sixteen. Which obviously my life isn't too hype right now. Well, I'm. That's nice. <laughs> I hope they don't lose. What do I say? They may lose to Ohio State. That's who they're playing. I don't even know. I, I guess the games are Friday and Saturday. Yeah. That they've started to pan them out, but Bruce Pearl, yeah. one of the great coaches in any sport. He is. He that man. It's hard not to like that man. Yeah. Yeah. Even but I like college, him. I don't know anything about college sports. Yeah. He. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of old coaches kind of hate on him because he was a whistleblower for some rule infractions at his old school. He kind of got the head coach in trouble for recruiting violations and then uh, kind of waffled around uh, different schools. And or, or He was at some D2 school, and he took him a long way. And now he's here. But the only problem, and this is a legitimate critique that anybody can throw at him, is that his son is on the team. Oh, really? And his son isn't very good at all. Right. And so That's you weird. could, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know how much of it is imagined, but you can kind of tell the other guys on the team kind of, eh, you know, it's, yes. it's, 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 it's the coach's son on the team. Right. Like you, you can see that in any level of competition except for college, you yeah. know, like, come on. But, uh, well, you know, whatever. They're in the sweet He's season. no Lane Kiffin, at least. Uh, He's a, you're right. Yeah. Comes to Tennessee sports. Out your blessings. Hierarchy. You've got the queen, which the Lady Vols under Pat Summit are, are doing well in their uh, NCAA tournament. Um, they're a one seed, although they've got UConn, who hasn't lost a game in like since I was born. Yeah. They're on the longest win streak ever. So, anyways, that's my hype. What's yours? All right, two shows, two TV shows that I've caught up with that I've waited a long time before I invested in them. And they've got me real hype on NBC comedies again. Parks and Rec, 
Parks yep. and Recreation with yep. uh, Amy Poehler and Aziz Ansari, and the cast in that show is great. Love the story. It's it it's got the heart that The Office has lost. Yep. And just really funny. I've caught up with all the episodes. It was I love doing that with the show. Just catching up with, you know, just binging on it. Or, yeah, just gorging, just binging on, on it. Show and that you're late to the party on binging on it so much that when you're done with it, you're like, oh, I'll never get to do that again. Right, but there's that, but there's also like the fact that you want to talk about it, but everybody else has already like been there, done that. Yeah. So you don't have anybody to talk about it with. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I really like this character. The character development is great in it. I really like, and, and the characters are likable. You know, that's yeah. the, the problem with the office is a lot of the characters have become unlikable. Yeah. And that's where it's just lost me. And, and it's just really funny that my favorite episode was the uh, episode about gay marriage, where she, uh, the, you know, the the leader of the Parks and Rec, she uh, she marries two penguins. It's like a promotional thing for the zoo. Yeah. She has a wedding ceremony for two penguins, and it turns out that they're two boy penguins. Yeah. And they're it's, small town Indiana. I mean, that's the yeah, same. Yeah. Religious town. groups get involved with it, and it just becomes a big scandal, and it's really funny. And, they get on the local television show. Yeah. It's, I thought you said you hadn't seen that one. No, I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen, the, like, episode five of season one. Yeah. The, um, that and uh, Aziz and Sorry is hilarious. I'm peacocking. He really is hilarious. Yeah. I'm, Everything that he's done so far, he's been good. I'm peacocking, you know, standing out. Um, and just just everybody in the cast is great. Really digging it. And the best opening in a, in a, in a sea, in a, in a climate where we no longer have opening titles for shows because yeah. they want to maximize the commercial time, yeah. that, show, that show's opening credits is awesome and basically tells the whole story of the show. The song is awesome. Well, I love how the title's animated, and it's got kind of the Dallas thing where it's got the split screen. Yeah. Sort of stuff going on, and... That piccolo, though? Yeah. Did I send you the Job of the Hut video? No. They, they, they redid it with Job of the Hut, and they're just saying, Job of the Hut, Job of the Hut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's all split screen with Job of the Hut. Let's <laughs> check that out. Um... And, uh, yeah, the other show is Community. Yes. Which, they've got a nice little thing going on with Community and Parks and Recreation and then, you know, somewhat The Office. Yeah. they got a nice little block of comedy. NBC has comedy again, you know. And Community is really funny. Uh, another show my girlfriend was real hyped on, you were hyped on, and I didn't think I was going to like it. Avoided it for a while, and now I I've blew through that, too. Well, the thing, yeah, when it started, I was like dipping my foot in the pool to see what the temperature was. The first episode is not very good, right? But it gets better, and it continues to get better. Yeah, I think. yeah. Another show where I like the characters. It's not mean or sarcastic or like, you know, it doesn't have like, yeah. You know, I'm kind of tired of shows and and movies and stuff just having these comedies that are just mean, mean spirited. You know, it's yeah. kind of nice to have like characters you root for and you like and and the uh the castle that's great i thought chevy chase is is great in his role i think he's kind of the weakest role no i I don't think so because i would knowing what i've heard about him working how hard it is to work with him it seems like he's very restrained in what he does yeah and i think it's just he does a really good job but 
But Abed and, and uh, Troy are my favorites. Yeah, I think there's everybody's favorite. Yeah. They're great. So, okay, well, nice. I, I just filleted NBC for... You really did. A solid after, ten minutes. After after spending the last two months hating on NBC, yeah, you know, come back and said, watch NBC. I give the credit not to NBC on those shows, but to the writers, though. Yeah. Just good shows. Good writing. I'm glad that I don't... I, I'm... I'm I'm happy that community worked out. That's yeah. what I'll say. Because I was I was tentative about it. I was scared that it was gonna. What's the main guy's name? In real life, the guy that hosts talks. Oh, uh, um, I don't know what his name is, but yeah, yeah. he's he's well known. Well, he hosts Tom's Talk Soup, and like, I haven't ever really I haven't watched Talk Soup religiously since John Henson. And I haven't I had watched such this since Greg Kinnear. So I, I had a real big man crush on John Henson, and. Yeah. And since then, like, nobody's really measured up. Now, I know he does a great job with Talk Soup. I'm not going to say he doesn't, but you've got that whole thing. And then and then he's the lead in this show, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to like this guy or this show, but it's it's won me over by far. Yeah, he's really good. So what's not the hype? Um, I'm still sick. Had this cold forever. Never going away. I don't think I'm ever going to get better. I'm just going to have a cold for the rest of my life. And I'm tired of it. So there's that. That's Not the hype. Yeah. yeah. That's real. Wow. Thanks. Wah, wah. Yeah, well, I got two Not the Hypes. Okay. One of them, one of them is my fault. And okay. the other one is <clears throat> my fault. Okay. So both of them are your fault. But, well, you know, but you're not willing to take responsibility for one of them. Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't want to take responsibility for the second one. The first one, and neither one take that long. Whatever. The first one, the weather broke. You know, it's spring is in the air. Things are blooming, blossoming. Whatever, whatever. It's like 70 degrees, sunny. I've gotten back into playing disc golf. Yada yada. I walk outside today in shorts and a t-shirt. It's 46 degrees. Yeah. And I. I mean. <laughs> I did my long ass walk to school with shorts and a t shirt yeah. on, just cursing the whole way. Thus, me still being sick. Yeah. yeah. The second one is a movie that was marketed to be really funny, and I could see through it. I didn't go see it in the theaters because I didn't think it would be that good, but I put it on Netflix, and I was like secretly excited about it yeah. because I thought that I would really enjoy the formula, and it that's the goods live hard, sell hard with Jeremy Piven. Mm. You well, heard good things about that movie? I didn't hear anything about the movie. Okay. I didn't hear anything. I just saw the commercials, and the commercials marketed it as an A movie, and it is a B movie. Yeah. It looks like they ran out of money, and <laughs> I didn't even finish it. It, it. And that says a lot for me to not finish. I, I ran out of, I mean, I had to leave the house to go run some errands, so I, I stopped it. And then when I came back, I just put it in the envelope and mailed it back to Netflix. I said, yeah. I don't want to waste my time. I it's one of those, yeah. Some losses here. Sometimes, I don't like not finishing a movie, but sometimes you just got to say, well, I don't need to waste yeah. my time. There's, yeah, there's no Yeah, reason. Adam Carolla, like, on his show, he said that he always asks, like, his makeup people and stuff whenever he goes to a show and has his hair done or whatever for the sh- talk show. He asks them who the worst, who the rudest person ever was to them, and they, he said that many, many people have said um, Jeremy Piven was a nightmare. I've heard, yeah, I've heard some stories about that. I heard that he took some people out to some really nice restaurant in New York, and they had like several thousand dollar bill, and for a tip, 
he left the season one uh, of Entourage as Chip. <laughs> yeah. The DVD box of season Asshole. one of Entourage. That is, uh, yeah, that's shitty. I don't know if it's true, but if it is, fuck that guy. Yeah, still, dude, you remember where you came that from. Man, that man can rip a monologue like nobody else. He can, but he needs to remember where he came from. He was a, a B-bit player on Ellen's first t- sitcom. <laughs> he was. Look it up. So, moving right on. That's my not the hype. Yeah. Don't, don't even bother with the goods. You Fuck Jeremy gonna... Piven. Yeah. What's the hype still out? Hype still out for me is uh, Mass Effect 2 downloadable content. Did you get it today? Yeah, I got it. Um, and I haven't played it too much, but... I got. I've played through. I don't ever play through games a second time, and I played through Mass Effect One again. I mean, I went back and played through Mass Effect One, and then played through Mass Effect Two again. Yeah. So cool that you can import your character, and it's really cool how all your decisions change the outcome of the story. So it's completely different every time you play it. So the second playthrough was different than the first. Yeah, and better than the first, and I got more out of it, you know. And so it was really cool, and I'm just like Jones, and for more content more stuff and they're they're releasing more stuff over the next couple months the first thing came out today and yeah so we'll see how it is i'm hoping it's good but well since we're talking about video games i'll talk about battlefield bad company yeah right whatever and the game you know it is to be compared with call of duty modern warfare 2 yeah it's made to be compared with yeah yeah and and there's things that are different. One, EA operates on servers, yep. so I, it's good for me because I don't lag out of the game, and I don't have to host a game with my shitty internet connection, which will be a segue. You'll see. Um, and the the graphics, obviously, they suffer, and the gameplay suffers a little bit. It's not the same in those two areas as Call of Duty. Yeah. But, Whereas it should be compared, it's not. It shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be at the same time, you know, um, because every game is objective based. There's no just kill each other. It's all objective based. Right. And I'm I, not to get too deep into it, but it's you know, it, I hated it when I first started playing it. The learning curve is actually steeper, believe it or not, than with Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Um, once I've gotten used to it, I really kind of like it. They do the squad-based gameplay, so you got four guys on a squad, yeah. and get extra points for doing things that your squad leader suggests to do. You know, capture this point rather than that point, and you get extra points. Yada yada yada. But um, so Infinity Ward comes out and says they're going to release uh, new map packs to yeah. purchase for download. Yeah. And and EA says. Yeah, we're going to release some map packs, too. Only ours are going to be free, and they're coming out the same exact day. Yeah. <laughs> so Throwing down the gauntlet, yeah. yeah. So and, and it's almost like kind of what they have to do. Well, um, I mean, still, Modern Warfare 2 will crush them in the end. So. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they do. But, um, but it, I don't know. It's a nice little change of pace. However, my video games have gone from, like, at least an hour a day to maybe an hour a month. Right. So I, I'm not really the, the, the same type of person to comment on this stuff as I used to be. But my hype's still out. Speaking of video games and internet connections, I had some AT&T guys come to my door, straight up old school door-to-door salesman me. Yeah? Yeah. Apparently AT&T has installed fiber optic cable into our neighborhood. Yeah. And they're, they, they straight up, they sold the shit out of me. Now, I'm obviously 
like to buy into the hype, no matter what the hype is. So I'm really not the man <laughs> to answer the door when a door-to-door salesman yeah. comes to my door. And uh, they, uh, you know, they're telling me, well, you've got one DVR box and two cable boxes. We'll give you four DVR boxes. And you can, you, you know, and I'm, I don't even have four TVs. Why do you need like, four of those? I don't need four. I don't. You but offer like, anything. I need to come to your house and sell you something so I can afford to pay my rent. <laughs> well, they're all like, you know, you're not going to have to share bandwidth with your neighbors. You got fiber optic. You play video games. I'm like, hell yeah, I play video games, man. I love video games. This is going to make me better. Yeah. Do you even, <laughs> but, wait, stop. Do you even know what bandwidth is? <laughs> I know that bandwidth is what we share. When we're on the okay, internet, yeah, and if there's too many point people, proven, if there's too many people on the same, sharing the same amount of bandwidth, things slow down, and I don't want to share my bandwidth with my neighbors. Yeah, and, I think your problem is I think you got a, a kink in your cable, and it's like a hose <laughs> locks it all up. You just need to unkink it, and it'll start flowing free again. Well, okay. So long story short, I'm sitting out there talking to these guys for like 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And it comes down to, and I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was just talking to them about this sweet shit. You know, they show me all the channels I'm going to get, and it's like twice as many channels as I have right now. They're like, oh, you like sports? I'm like, hell yeah, I like sports. They're like, check out all these sports channels you're going to get. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting all these sports channels. They're like, how much do you pay per month? I'm like, I pay this much. They're like, well, you only need to pay $10 more per month. I'm like... Well, what happens if I have to break my contract with Time Warner? They're like, we're going to give you a Visa card with the same amount of money that's going to cost you to break your contract. You don't have to spend it on what you're going to pay to break your contract. That's why we give it to you on a Visa card. You can spend it on whatever you want. And uh, I'm thinking in my head, they're giving me free money. (laughs) So I string them along. Then they pull out the paperwork, and they're like, all right, well, can we sign you up? And I'm like... Uh, what? Let me call my fiance. Oh. <laughs> so I call her and she's like, "What the fuck? You're an idiot." You know, she's like, "Are you dissatisfied with the service that we have right now?" Well, no. Well, why do we need something better if we're not suffering right now? You know, and um, I was like, I couldn't tell him no. So I t- I gave him my phone number and told him to call me on Friday. Oh, you just ruined the hype. Well, the hype's still out because I'm going to research <laughs> all my stuff, you know, and I'm going to see whether or not I can make the sale to McKinsey. Yeah. And making a PowerPoint presentation about it? <laughs> Probably not. Well, you can record on your DVR, right? And then you can, you can stop it halfway through and go into another room and finish it. Wow. <laughs> See, your house is like the size of a shoebox. I'm sure you run into that problem a lot. It's a lot better than turning the sound up so you can hear it in the other room while you have to go to the other room to get your laundry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. Hype's still out. Fiber optic. Fiber, <laughs> fiber optic. Oh. Like, That's crazy. Fiber. We just installed fiber optic into your neighborhood. Holy shit. <laughs> You know, you never know. You're ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. You're such a... <laughs> There's a guy was like, he was traveling with his little intern, you know? He was yeah. walking with this other guy that was shadowing him. And he was like, uh, this is my intern so-and-so. Uh, I see your car. I like your car. Do you want him to wash your car? 
I was like, really? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> but we're going to give you a full set of world book encyclopedias. <laughs> this knife can cut through a penny. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, you know, to be honest, I thought when I saw two guys dressed up knocking on my door, you know what I thought. I thought, I mean, I thought I was about to talk about Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that part of the 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 disconfirmed expectations allowed me to really buy into what they were talking about. You were like, Which oh, kind of sad. you're not I mean, here to talk about Jesus, thank God. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll talk about whatever you want. What do you, oh, AT&T fiber, okay, that's cool. Show me these pictures. Oh, that's sad. I don't know. Have you ever had a run-in with the uh, with the Saints? And me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah? I usually don't answer the door. I used to, but I don't anymore. I just, I, I'm usually pretty savvy to it. I was standing outside my buddy's apartment. Yeah. Uh, I had two guys that lived together that were both friends of mine, and I was standing outside with one of my friends, um, and, and we, were, we were just standing by the car chit-chatting, and they came up to talk to us. And I was like, I'm actually about to leave, but can you come back Saturday morning about 9 a.m.? And I gave him the other guy's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so they, they showed up that Saturday calling, calling him on the phone, and I, I gave him that guy's name. I was like, yeah, my name's Rob. Just feel free to call me if I don't answer the phone or if I don't answer the door. You yeah, know. I just keep a bowl of those chick tracks that we talked about before by the door. And when they come up, I just preemptively strike them and just hand, yeah, you know, I just open the door a little bit and stick one oh, out. Like here, it's like, oh, you trick or treaters! You guys are dressed up like Latter Day Saints. Here's a chick track. Chick track. <laughs> yeah, don't drink alcohol. You get AIDS. Later. Bye. Punish. Yeah. What have you been surfing? Uh, two things. Number one, this, can we just go ahead and change this to what is the other question you want to answer? <laughs> Because my well, mine, you kind of talk well, a little bit like surfing. Yeah. Right, one thing, this and I, I you got to get hyped on this because I can't be going it alone on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a new iPhone game mm-hmm. from um, from the people that made Wordfu, Jimoko. Mm-hmm. It's called We Rule, and it's a uh, that doesn't really tell me a lot. Yeah, it's it's oh. awful, but it. it, it <laughs> It's basically like Farmville, oh, but no. not as annoying and intrusive. Oh, no. But you're, like, building castles and streets, and you're like, I'm harvesting my pumpkins right now. My shit's growing up. I'm, no. Yeah, you need to... I, no, I, had, I have this. It's an Xbox Live arcade game called Kingdom for Keplings. And it's better build than it, that, dude. Build a it's better than that. I'm it's, telling it you. It can't be better than that. It's free, and you need to try it. I, look, I was the biggest hater on this style it's game. It's free. Ever. It's free, and you need to try it. You need to try it. You need to harvest pumpkins. Dude, pumpkin don't knock it till you try it. I'm not going to knock Okay, but I, I'm not necessarily going to try it. I Come might. On, you got it's 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 great. And, I mean, you can you can play it for a little bit and put it down, and your ship keeps growing while you've got it sitting there. <laughs> um, we rule. We rule. We rule. Um, the other thing is this stupid owl in a box video feed. 
that I've been tweeting with Miss about all day. She last night, I t- it's funny that I've had these two things as my what you've been surfing because last night I tweeted to everybody and said, "Hey, if you want something to really waste your time, get this We Rule game." And then Miss was like, "No, you need to be looking at this to waste your time." <laughs> and so it's this this is live feed of a owl in a box that's hatching eggs. It's really bad. Yeah, but it's addictive. It's really bad. Hell, I had it on all day today while I was doing other things, and I'd hear the the thing squawking, and I'd go and look at it. <laughs> I can't tell what the hell it's doing. It sat and I stared can't... at the corner for like three hours today. Well, I can't tell whether or not it's being like, like, is that box big enough for the owl? Yeah, I think there's some some. I think there's some animal well, cruelty going on here. I really, do. I'm the, worried for that owl. The story behind it is that. The guy, she came and made her her nest. Yeah. In 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 the box, he it wasn't like he captured her. Was well, it? Is it an owl? Just came and, he just showed came up. And made her nest in the box, and then he trapped her in it. Well, she made her nest, and then he was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna just like I guess this happens occasionally." I'm just gonna seal like, this box backyard. up. Then. What's this guy yeah, doing the, with the she box? She goes in and out of it. Is that... he just sitting in the backyard? Just a box? Yeah, it's in his backyard. You can hear dogs barking. You can hear the train in San Marcos. You can hear cars. You can like the what the other night we heard a lot of time. You spent way too much time watching this owl in a box. Way too much time. Way too much time. I I tweeted Joey today. I'm like, you're missing the egg attaching, and like it was a big deal. Yeah, I turned it. I had it on all day today. I turned it off for one fucking hour to watch that stupid Lost show, and the eggs hatch. The eggs hatch while I'm watching Lost, and I missed it. <laughs> Pissed me off. All that time invested I, in this owl. Yeah, I got on Twitter at like 8 a.m. this morning and see all these tweets about Owl in a Box from you two. And I go and I look <laughs> at Owl in a Box for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, wait, there's got to be something else to this. Not nah, it. And then, and then it, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I get on Twitter and I see all these tweets from you two about Owl in a Box. <laughs> So I go back to Owl in a Box, and it's still a fucking Owl in a Box. <laughs> and um, and I, there's all this messaging on the right side of people all saying, Oh, hello from Oklahoma. I'm an Owl in a Box. I'm powerless over Owl in a Box. I need help. <laughs> and then tonight at 7 o'clock, I look on Twitter. Owl in a Box. Fucking Owl in a Box. Owl in a Box. Well, it's like, I'm worried about this owl, though. It's holding up a sign that says, Help me. <laughs> it, I think it's trapped in the box. Did it, it? You guys were talking about the rabbit. It looked like there was a carcass of some type in there with it. There Let's, was um, uh, before we started recording. The uh, male had just showed up for the second time in like a half hour. The first time he came, no, the third time he showed up like three times in a row, which is not normal for the owl. Not, never mind. Um, this just proves I've been watching it for too long. But um, the first time he came and he got some, and then the second time he came, he dropped off a rabbit. Yeah. And they did it again. And then the third time he came, he dropped off a mouse, and they did it again. And then he left. Providing. Yeah, this is some owl-on-owl action happening. (laughs) Okay, and I was horrified when I saw it last night. I was like, what is he doing? Oh, my God. Owl in a box after dark. No means no, owl in a box. No means no. Okay. The owl is, like, 
Yeah, it, it, the owl, the, the male comes in and mounts the other owl. <laughs> and they start making these awful noises. <laughs> I had to cover my eyes. I've never seen anything so dirty in my life. Oh, and it's it's kind of horrifying that it's bringing these rabbits and shit in there. He's like, I brought you dinner. Yeah, so we were saying about the, before the show, I hope nobody has like a rabbit cam and their rabbit's missing now. Because <laughs> it's really like full-on rabbit guts everywhere. And they all, they all have names. Yeah, they do. The guy was on there today doing an interview. He, he had an interview tonight about it. He was talking about... Well, yeah, yeah because the, the second egg hatched. Yeah. So he got on and was talking about it. He said over um, a million, a million and a half hours of watching this owl has accumulated, like, from, you know, like, the collective amount of people that have watched have watched a million hours of this owl so far. Oh, my God. Which I don't know if that just says a lot about people. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, yeah. it's like, and it's like, I mean, there's been, like, thousands of people hop on for, like, five minutes, and then there's, like, you guys. Yeah, we're just kidding. Oh, no, like, you should buy the DVD jump. box set. It jumped when the owl, when the egg hatched tonight. It yeah. jumped from like, from like, a, you know, so many people, like, like three thousand more people got on. Like I, I am my friend Nicole right away, and I was like, the yeah. egg's hatching, and I tweeted it to Joey, and like she's like, my mom just ran into the room and told me the egg is hatching, and you already told me, like it's. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I'll watch. Yeah, and apparently, our, so our friend Nicole lives in the neighborhood of these people. Apparently. Hmm. Yeah, it's in San Mar- uh, up in San Marcos, and that's where she's living, and she, that's how she heard about it. Her dad saw it in the newspaper or something, and he started watching it, and, like, now he's researching barn owls. and like He, it, he started watching, watching owls. Lost, now he's lost his job. He started binge drinking. Because Actually, he's retired, so it kind of works out. Yeah, and Miss, you don't, you're unemployed right now. I don't work, right? so what else do I have to do? And so, watch yeah. The owl. And I... Yeah, I'm kind of in between work right now, so it's like, look at our lives. Owl in a box. <laughs> Watching the owl in the box. American God. life. I'm going to have to watch about ten minutes of it before I get to sleep. You need, you're you going to get hooked on it. I, if I were Nicole, I'd be up in the... I told Nicole she needs to be in those people's backyard looking at the owl. <laughs> I would want to see it in person. Between Can 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, my time is when the night cam turns on... The dad shows up and brings dinner and gets some. So, like, that's, like, the live hours. So if you're going to tune in, tune in around those times. That's when the action. So, if it, Nicole, if you're listening, let open that box up and let that owl out. <laughs> free the owl. Free that owl. I'm going to start a free the owl campaign. You'd be wow. sad because you couldn't watch it anymore. I, w- I would be happy that it was free. Be Actually, free. I'd be terrified that that thing's going to come and attack me or my cats. <laughs> Joey, like, he's the smoke monster from Lost. He's trying to free everybody now. Right. God. Wow. That is nuts. That's That truly is what you've been surfing. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to... What, okay, the link is going to be on the website, and we're going to tweet mm-hmm. this. We need to tweet this right now, because the owl in a box is clearly a cultural phenomenon now. Yeah. Wow. Well... Thanks, it's a I'll, big deal. I mean, even my mom had heard about it. I, I asked her because she's it, a teacher. She's my, like, yeah, I've heard about that. My mom loves some owls, and so I sent her the link to it. So everybody is watching the owl 
now. <clears throat> wow. Yes. A buddy that I play video games with, his uh, his girlfriend's dad is like a zoologist at UT, <laughs> and uh, for Christmas he built his girlfriend's dad an owl house, and they went out into the woods and built and like climbed up a tree and put it up there. So I wonder if he's seen owl in a box. Maybe you should send it to him. Maybe I should. But yeah. he has. I bet he has. He's already all over. And it's it. on the new, like people news news. Um, people are covering it like KTLA which is our um, one of our affiliates out here had it on and um, it was in the newspaper like yeah, it's been on the national news it's been on CNN and stuff yeah. right because I mean what else is there to cover there's, it's not like there's much else going on in- something's got to bump off healthcare off the front page you know <laughs> yeah out of the box out of the box wow well for my what I I don't even want to go now. Yours will pale in comparison, no matter what it is. We just spent 30 minutes talking about a fucking owl in a box. Yeah. The owl. I've been, uh, I've been watching Sports Night, uh, per your request. Yeah. The show, the, the show from Aaron, Aaron Sorkin's show that he did before West Wing. Right. And this, is, this, this show is a bit of a time capsule. Right before comedy changed. Right yeah. before sitcom comedy changed. And this is about an ESPN Sports Center esque show and the behind the scenes of producing the show and hilarity ensues. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily going to say hilarity ensues, but you get the idea. Well, it's a dramedy. The pro is that it's Aaron Sorkin, the con is that it's got a laugh track. And even though it's about a sports show, there's really not much sports show going on. Now, granted, you've got some limitations. You can't really talk about actual athletes and that kind of thing, but they have like maybe 30 seconds of the end of the show. You know what I mean? In but that's not really the point of it. It's just these people working in this job, and it's just kind yeah. of yeah, no. But yeah. and the, the laugh track—you can't hold the laugh track against it because they fought that when it came out, and it's part of what made the show. It ruined the show. Nobody wanted to watch it because the laugh track. The studio made them put the laugh track on it. And I find myself laughing at moments where there is no laugh track and not laughing where there is a laugh track, which I guess is what killed laugh tracks. Yeah. You know, comedy changed, and the people that were inserting laugh tracks didn't have the same sense of humor. I think that that show was ahead of its time. I think that if it, if it were out now, it would be much more well-received. And the acting was pretty good in it, I thought. So I liked pretty good. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that kind of wigs me out, and, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I've faced this kind of thing. But it was made in 98. It only ran for one season. It's set in New York City. And so when they open the show and when they close the show, they, they have a, 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 a escape of Manhattan Island, and they have the Twin Towers in it. Yeah. And it's just like the first episode, I was like, holy shit, that's the Twin Towers. We used to have those. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. That's it's it. worth checking out. Yeah, I mean, if you got Netflix... I think it was like a season and a half they did of that show or something. But. Well, on Netflix, all I see is season one. They probably yeah. lumped it all in together. Yeah, the funny thing is, is like with the... Um, <clears throat> with it, they only have... Um, you, they, they don't have the <coughs> episodes cut up at all, so if you hit, like, next, you yeah. skip to the next episode completely. And there's no, like, special stuff on the DVDs. It's just the episodes. And they're all one track. So. Right. Um, all right. 
So grab bag. Uh, grab. Hey, before we get to that, you need to check out that Donald Glover Troy from Community. His stand-up special was actually really funny. Was it? I saw yeah. the one clip of it, and I didn't think his delivery was really that good. He's a little nervous. You can tell he hasn't been doing it very long, but some of his jokes were really funny. I thought. Think and his, about that. He hasn't been doing it very long, but his resume is so baller that he goes ahead and gets his own Comedy Central special. Yeah. Well, he's putting time into stand-up. He was learning about it because he's he's a, he's a writer more than anything, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he wrote for Thirty Rock, I guess, for a while and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, this Comedy Central special is pretty funny, so you should check it out. Actually, all of the clips from the special are on Comedy Central. They're not in one show. Yeah, but they're all. If you go to search for Donald Glover Comedy Central, you can see all the clips there. And that's um, the whole show. Pretty much, yeah. It's a, it's thirty. It's twenty five minutes or whatever, and they have all the clips there now. They didn't have them all before it premiered, but now they have them all up there. But Will the, do. The Cheesecake Factory one killed me when he does the Obama impersonation. Yeah, he did a pretty damn good Obama. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, did he does the good, good the facial he expression. It, he milked it a little bit too hard, but that voice is really good. Yeah, and well, how about when he he references Seal in that one too? Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty funny. So. Okay, well, grab bag this week is the only grab bag that ever works. Trailer so Park. Trailer Park is where we unfairly judge a movie just based on its trailer. Yep. And sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're probably wrong. We usually most, don't find most, out. Most of the time we're right. Most of the time we are right, but so let's be honest. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got five trailers, and we're going to just have some comments about them. So uh, let me drive on this, right? Yeah. Well, can I make one comment? Yeah. Overall, about your collection, this is the best collection of trailers that you've submitted for Trailer Park since the beginning of the show. The best, like, mixture of stuff? No, but, no, I mean, like, overall, I'm going to give all these trailers collectively, like, a B plus, A minus. Hmm. Interesting. Before we even go into it. Well, there you go. We don't even need to do the segment now. <laughs> Thank you for encouraging me to watch enjoyable trailers. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's kick it off with the good, the bad, the weird, which seems to be, it's hard to describe, but it seems to be some kind of like uh, Chinese uh, Western Wild West homage. Yep. And uh, with some, you know, the Chinese cinema conventions mixed in with it got some comedy to it it's like uh it's also like it's kind of like legend of curly's gold mixed in with uh chinese cinema mixed in with uh unforgiven and anime haircuts <laughs> yeah um yeah what'd you think of it um I, it looks fun you've yeah. got you, Go you've it. got a treasure hunt okay these guys are everyone is going for the one map Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got the good guy, the bad guy, the weird guy who's the comic relief, and you've got a series of run-ins with these people and the locals of whatever towns they're going through to get to the treasure. Everybody wants the treasure. Yeah. You know, and uh, it looks really <coughs> fun to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a mashup of styles. It's kind of hard to tell. It's like kind of set in no particular time period. Um, yeah, you've got some modern stuff, but also some anachronistic stuff. It's like... yeah. I don't think it is really claiming to have a time frame. Yeah. It will when when we get to it, you know? 
Yeah, it looks pretty fun. I don't know. It looks pretty. Looks like it'd be a good. I, I, I'll check it out. You know, I'll, get, I'll put it on the Netflix for sure when it comes out on DVD. I will. I, w- I was it. a little bit concerned it, with foreign films. They try to do the bait and switch where they just have a trailer with no dialogue. Yeah. To make the the you know the ignorant American think that it's an American movie, they're not going to have to read while they're watching the movie. But they did save it. About two thirds of the way through, they started to have some subtitles in it. So I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, we, do, we don't have any dialogue here. We've gone 45 seconds with no dialogue. Or we, what, what, what language are we speaking? Well, it seems like the kind of film that doesn't really need too much dialogue anyway. Yeah. It just kind of looks like a popcorn movie, but yeah. it looks pretty fun. <clears throat> yep. All right. Um, how about a film with me in it? What do you think about that? Okay, so this uh, the setup is a guy living in a building. I can't tell if it's one house or if it's like apartments. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, it, that's kind of ambiguous. But some freak accidents happen, where it looks like this guy's roommates or housemates or whatever are murdered by him. Yeah, they're freak accidents, and it's a movie that looks like for two hours these guys are going to be digging a deeper and deeper hole. Yeah. So if you don't like awkward comedy or you don't like situations where things go from bad to worse to awful then you're probably not going to like the movie. But some of the lines that were in it made it sound pretty funny. If that yeah. makes sense. Like the one character says, this is a lie, and the other guy goes, no, it isn't. It's the new truth. Yeah. That was pretty – I mean, that made me chuckle, you know, cackle a little bit. So I don't know if I want to watch people digging a hole and digging a deeper hole and a deeper hole and not knowing when to throw the shovel out. It's but, like a – it looks to be a British independent film. Yeah. Um, I, I picked it because of the title, because I was like, oh, that's what I would, uh, that was what I would call my biopic about me, <laughs> me in it. And I, I didn't, I didn't think it was that funny, but I yeah. didn't think it was as funny as you. I wasn't as hyped on it, but maybe I had just different expectations. Maybe I thought it was, was going to have me in it. I, well, I kind of like the squirm. Yeah. And so, you know, I, maybe that's why I liked it, because I don't I, know. It I, felt like the acting was bad to me. And I, I know you can't tell that from just a trailer, but. But um, <clears throat> okay. Um, get him to the Greek. Is that the name so of that? Get him to the Greek. Yeah. yeah, we watched the Red Band trailer, so we'll put the link up. We'll get Miss to put the link up of the Red Band trailer. Just this came out today. From the producers of and the director of, well, the director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, producers of whatever the fuck else. This Judd Apatow. It's a sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel to uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's like it's a sequel, but not a sequel. Well, it's the same character. You've got you got Al just whatever. Al the Snow, the the, the rock Snow. star from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's about him. So right, it's a spinoff. But, but Jonah Hill isn't playing the same character. No, he's not. He's playing a new character. But that's so, you, you're yeah, supposed to a, suspend your disbelief on that. But it's the I mean, same. It's the same universe. Right. And and you're thinking, well, people liked Algis Snow. Yeah. So why not make a movie where he's a pretty central character, or at least more central than Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I'm okay with. Yeah. And I'll just say this, that Jonah Hill finally gets the lead, and I'm interested to see whether or not he carries it. Is that a yeah. fair assessment? Yeah. I, 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 Russell Brand, who played Aldous Snow in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, is Aldous Snow again. And Russell Brand, I'm a big fan of Russell Brand. I liked his radio show before it got canceled or whatever, and um, he's just really funny, and he's actually kind of playing himself in it. 
um, in yeah. a lot of ways. And it looks like the scenes where he's riding around in a little car and he's got the top hat on and stuff, just like being a rock star, just like sending up the rock star idea. It looks kind of like a kind of a bad setup for a movie, right? But it looks like it'll be funny. So yeah, it'll it'll definitely have its moments. I'll definitely go see it in the theater, expecting a. Uh... Like you say, a popcorn movie, kind of a throwaway comedy. It's a, it's it's going to be. Whereas Sarah Marshall was a solid A, it's going to be like a B minus probably, but worse. I, I just I really hope Jonah Hill pulls it off because he out of that whole group is my favorite. But I'm I fear that part of why he's my favorite is because we're always left wanting more of him. Right. You know, Maybe, like he most, might be one of those guys that's a great co-star in a movie. A great role player. Yeah. Yeah, a great supporting actor. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and how about uh, Harry Brown? Let Holly? me set it up. Let me set it up. Harry Brown is um, basically it's got Michael Caine in it, the great Michael Caine. If if you don't know, if you don't recognize the name, think Batman, the reboots of Batman now that have come out, and he's the butler. If you don't know who Michael Caine is, you've never seen a movie in your life because he's in every movie. <laughs> okay. Um, Jaws, th- Jaws for the Revenge. Great film. Um, yeah, so he plays... Alright, and I knew some about this movie before we saw the trailer, but he played this He plays this guy in England whose best friend gets killed, gets murdered by these thugs, these young thugs who have kind of... They're called... The neighborhood. They're called hoodies in the UK, and they're basically... They're, they perpetuate knife crime everywhere. And it's like a real deal. Like, there's these, this, these young thugs that cause trouble. And so he kind of becomes a vigilante against these people. And the neighborhood a, has been abandoned right. by all the, the civilized folk. And this, this group of bad guys takes over. Yeah, and he, he becomes <laughs> vigilante, and he, yeah. he it's a revenge movie. Yeah. Um, I was pretty hyped on it because it looks pretty cool to me. Um, another popcorn movie, but looks like, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for a good revenge movie. I love Man on Fire. Yeah, with uh, Denzel Washington. Well, and, you say Man on Fire, but I'm going to say this is this is Michael Douglas and Falling Down meets Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. A little of that, accent. yeah. A little of that, or all of that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know more about it than you do, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know more about Falling Down and Gran Torino than you do. Okay. Well, that doesn't no. really help us, does it? I'm watching the owl in a box. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> you get sucked into that and you won't pay attention. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess whatever. He's getting a lot of hype for his performance, and I, I'm wondering how much of that hype is like, well, he's getting a little long in the tooth. We need to kind of The man's – he's already got two Oscars. How can you – he does. How can you recognize him anymore? Yeah, he really <laughs> needs some more wrecking. He's he's got two Oscars and has been in every movie ever made since he's been born. This is this is <clears> what <throat> he'll do before he gets his lifetime achievement award. Right. Yeah. Um, and the last one is breaking upwards. Upward. Breaking upward. And what? Go. Uh, okay, so we have an indie movie, indie love story. Um, you know, and, and it's playing against the grain a little bit with the indie love story and the fact that it looks like they are trying to go against the monogamy, you know, and okay, well, let's try a different partner and drama ensues. Yeah. And it's got the 
hipster characters, the indie music, the animated title. Yeah. However, I'm going to say this, even though I hate to, it looks good despite itself. Yeah? Yeah. I think it. I think it'll be all right. Uh, the problem is, is that you know, it being good despite itself, it's going to become a darling movie. Yeah. And we're going to have Uncle Delaney citing darlingism for anybody that likes this movie. Yeah. But I have a feeling I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I have a strong feeling I'm going to watch. It. What do you think? I'm pretty down on it, man. I think that maybe I'm just like over the whole indie movie thing, but it it, it it's interesting you brought up those points because I wrote out my. I've got this. I've got a note here that says indie shit film. <laughs> and I've got uh, four things that make up this indie shit film genre. Yeah. Uh, number one, hand-drawn titles. Yeah, hand-drawn. Number two, strummy indie music. Yep, it's strummy. In there. They got a uh, lot of. Number three, too unattractive either emotionally or physically white people, twenty something. And these will qualify for the emotionally unattractive. Yes. Number four, supporting character with singular name. Because <laughs> one of the supporting roles is played by someone with one name, you know, like yeah. Madonna, but it's and, not Madonna. Well, I'll I'll add some more to that because yeah. it's got um in the in the final thing you've you, they've got to go against some sort of you know widely accepted convention. Yeah, and in this, it's it's having you know one romantic partner in a relationship. Right. It it. One of the things that turned me off to it is I'm on this kick again about the sort of mean-spirited comedy, and it looks like it might turn into be a little mean-spirited, and I'm, I'm just oh, kind of down on that. It's, you know, it's hipster. Yeah. This is what's going to be the problem, okay? Sarcastic. Because the, the indie movie, which used to be just indie movie, is now going to become the hipster movie. Yeah. And if you hate hipsters, which you're kind of obligated to do if you're a reasonable human being... Yeah, it, you know you've got nothing but bad things coming for you in the next three years of hipster movies that used yeah. to be indie movies which were somewhat tolerable, but now that everybody's going to be wearing skinny jeans and and hipster you know hoodies and shit like that in these movies, it's going to be that much more intolerable. Yeah, which is a shame. So this is going to be the uh, this is the beginning of the of the tidal wave of hipster movies, where it's not entirely a hipster movie, but it's it starts it. It's opening the floodgates of hipster movies. Yeah, it's like uh, Wes Anderson, Napoleon Dynamite, and Juno all got together to make these. Yes. These offspring that are of this is mixed this quality. is definitely the offspring. So the question is whether or not it's going to have anything that is going to be. You know, I mean, like Napoleon Dynamite, whatever has come after it has sucked. But it, whatever it was in that movie, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Loved it at the time, but totally fucking sick of that movie now. Well, I'm not going to watch it now. Completely but, uh, ruined that movie, just over saturation. Um, and it's funny to me that you mentioned that uh, Napoleon Dynamite. We did it on Trailer Park a while back. We did this Gentleman Broncos movie. I think Eddie right. Baldwin was on the show that, that Fast Eddie Something. was on. And uh, that movie came out straight to video. <laughs> so those guys, the Napoleon Dynamite guys, have taken a major, uh, major fall there. It seems like. <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 41, Okra Jokes. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at IOLTOS. You can email us at IOLTOS at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, www.IOLTOS.com. 
Thanks to Miss for doing the show notes and misfiring on Owl on a Box. Thanks to Kevin <laughs> for publishing the episodes. You can visit Kevin's website, kevindeleon.com, right now, right? It's not Kevin Deleon Photography anymore. It's like Kevin Dash Deleon. Kevin Dash Deleon.com. He's got Fancy, some fancier. He's got some pictures of himself on that website. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cute. <laughs> Miss, can we have your websites? Is that appropriate? Um, sure. Mine's just one miss.com. There you go. And I'll I'll put Kevin's up. Okay, nice. The link. Sweet. You can put my website up there too. Okay. I only like their old stuff.com. Yeah. Owl in a box. <laughs> yeah. Fiber optic. Now with fiber optics. All right. Well, this is uh, once again uh, whimpered to a, a terrible end. So, good night, everybody, or day. Uh, enjoy watching the owl. Bailing out The curled his lips on the bow